In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week in the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Vanessa, here as we equip you with practical solutions to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. And especially today, we're very much in a world that seems bizarre to what we saw two years ago, three years ago, where we could travel freely. And I'm sure it has definitely taken a toll on many people uh, on a mental level, sometimes on a physical level, uh, sometimes uh, on a financial level. There are many people struggling out there uh, and uh, our hearts and thoughts are with every single one of you here today. Uh, we're here this week to discuss a very important topic with psychologist Robert Martek, that is practical tools on how to survive this lockdown here in Sydney, Australia, or anywhere else that may be under restrictions and it may be taking a mental health toll on yourself or your family members or friends. So we want to tackle this. Now, before we start, we have to have a big disclaimer here, big D. Big D is that please seek the guidance of your doctor. This does not count as any medical or professional advice. All the contents of this episode do not count as medical, professional, even psychological advice. It does not count as professional advice, advice that you see a doctor or qualified health professional or psychologist or therapist. Uh, about any questions that you may have regarding your health or medical condition. Never disregard the advice of a medical professional, delay in seeing it because it's something you read or heard on this particular episode. So I recommend if you're going through anything, you don't feel well, anything that we say here, it just counts as uh, opinion from a standpoint and we'd advise anybody here, um, even regarding the vaccine that we may discuss here today, just as a prerequisite here, we may discuss it, but it does not count as professional advice. We advise that the first point of contact needs to be your GP, or if you're in any kind of medical emergency, you need to dial triple zero immediately. So uh, that's the framework for this episode here. So welcome aboard. We're done with the disclaimer. Welcome aboard, um, Dr. Uh, Robert Martek. <laughs> welcome. Thanks, thanks, George. Thanks for having me. I hope uh, we um, we can have a um, uh, a good chit chat about um, our um, our topic tonight. I look forward to it. Excellent, beautiful. So let's go in uh, to your experiences uh, in the clinical field about what's actually happening at the moment. Let's say within the past three months, or let's say since uh, my wedding, <laughs> the right. 26th of June, twenty twenty one. We've been in yeah. lockdown as long as I've been married, so that's how I like to see it. Uh, so but we'll be finding the, the gradual patterns are indicating at this current time in terms of people's mental uh, well-being uh, within the lockdown, people being suppressed from, from their freedoms, uh, freedom to worship, freedom, uh, freedom to do as they wish in everyday life. What patterns are you seeing in everyday life? Uh, it's, it's just basically a question of... Um... How long is this going to go on for? And uh, I'm over it. Um, uh, can't they make a decision? Uh, why won't they give us a definite time uh, to get out and everything like that? And 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 that is set on the assumption of people hearing these things on TV, over the phone, over the fence with a neighbour. Well, the thing is, um, we're dealing with a lot of what I call the unknowns and when we launch into an unknown, uh, there, is, uh, there is dangerous charter ahead, especially if we don't know really how to handle uh, this aspect of our lives at the moment, both here and globally. Hmm? 
um, you know, um, people people want answers, but it's always good to have really good questions. And and so people ask the questions that sometimes you can't answer, but what you do can answer is basically um, do what's required um, as um, as a as a family, as individuals in your family, and uh, don't um, don't do anything stupid. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't do anything <laughs> stupid. Don't don't, for example, uh, you know, for example, we're meant to uphold the laws of the state uh, as a citizen, and so we have law and we have freedom. Yes, but we need to be living by what the uh, current situation is like. And that does not necessarily mean a complete loss of freedom. It just means that uh, some of it has been um, taken away and people want it back and people want to move on with their life. But it can't just happen all of a sudden because this thing has visited us, this virus, this pandemic. We need to know how to deal with it first at home, within the family, as an individual within the family, and then then be able to uh, branch out into society and things like that. So you can still have a chit chat, social distance with a mask on with someone that you bump into at the supermarket. So those things um, are very much overlooked, but that's an opportunity. We have a telephone, we have mobiles, we have Skype, we have Zoom. We should be using these tools to to make our life a little bit more, um, a little bit more doable. I mean, that's definitely true. I mean, we're just discussing uh, when we're live off air, <laughs> live off air in our discussion. <laughs> I think yeah, that, that's sort of why we, uh, we really sort of had to cut it and get started with the actual show because we actually, dove, it was the first thing that came uh, to the discussion that we, <laughs> how's the lockdown, what's going on, vaccination, this, all this discussion that's what's on everybody's mind at the moment i mean even just simply going for a walk uh, uh on the footpath you hear people in in that, that sort of a conversation at the moment but if we really reflect how bad are the lockdowns and if you look at 1918 the situation there with the spanish flu did a little bit of research there and the situation there people were getting fined for having uh not wearing a mask uh, or even being thrown in jail uh, the, these patterns, uh, from the law, whether or not you agree or not with the implementation, lockdowns, isolations, distancing is something natural that's been present during times of pandemic. And we, we do have to recall also that, you know, many of our ancestors, for instance, my parents as migrants, remember a time where they were in war, where they were in lockdown, they had checkpoints at every mm -hmm. single area, you couldn't move from one place to another, there was a a threat, you know, existential threat as well. So there have been all forms of crisis and previous generations, I believe, can teach us something from similar experiences where we feel that it's the end of the world. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel, as the Premier said, and we're hopeful for the freedoms. But yeah, what are the challenges at the moment that you're for? What's the most at the moment for these three months people being locked in their homes not being able to go out and see their family or friends on a physical level sure we have zoom sure we have skype and all the other means but what's what's the word what's probably the biggest most problematic effect that it's having on people's mental health at the moment i think it's that compound factor you know a bit like compound fractions with maths you know um, where things build up slowly, build up slowly, build up slowly. And, and we're closer to a, uh, an outcome, a positive outcome, we're hoping, right, than we are further away from it. And uh, if they got through the Spanish flu, a lot of people died and, and a lot of people die all the time. And uh, that's part of the human condition. But I think, I think, we really, really have to be able to manage our emotions, our passions, our human nature, and and really be mindful when we kick out, you know, where there's pride, there's egoism. There's a lot of ego involved in this. You know, who's the premier to tell me this and that? You know, it really comes down to those um, things, uh, daily functions. So things like still getting a good sleep, 
eating your required meals and nutrition for the day, getting out for the park. In fact, the park has never looked so beautiful with, with people walking around and with their babies and that. It, it's, like, it's like a snapshot of what life was like maybe 30, 40 years ago. And I, I, I congratulate, I think that's a fantastic thing. However, I do know if lockdowns were lifted tomorrow, people have short memories. They'll stop going to the park. Exactly. You see, and then they'll invest everything into their work, work, work. And once again, here's a good opportunity for family connections. Dads are connecting with their sons. Parents are finally going, oh, my gosh, teachers, they're so good. I'm never going to say anything bad about a teacher again because I don't know how they do it. And see, parents are under the pump because they have to be working and also have an eye on their children's uh, Zoom things right so kids are actually getting a good education because teachers tell me um that um they have a mute button on the um on the computer and so <laughs> the kids the kids the the kids are using their or sharpening up their listening skills perhaps maybe if i listen more the answers will come to me um inadvertently rather than just shout out and carry on so there are lots of great benefits there um when it comes to health, the physical aspect is one thing, but the mental, the mental health thing is uh, a, a lack of belief in uh, being able to get through this. So, so what we, you know, having, uh, you know, you mentioned the 1918 and, uh, yeah, the Spanish flu. If you look at someone like Viktor Frankl, who was mentally and physically locked up in Auschwitz, and he was a psychiatrist, yeah. and he wrote that fantastic book, Man's Search for Meaning. Now, now, this man says very, very straightforwardly that when he, he was in Auschwitz and with his friends and he focused only on the short-term immediate gratification goal, like getting more food, getting that extra potato from someone, this and that, that was a recipe for disaster. He, he said he survived that camp because he had in his mind what he wanted to do with his wife when he was released. So he was already released and liberated in his mind. Even if he was chosen to die, he was liberated. He was free. Wow. So that physical constraint of that immediate gratification, I must have this, I must have that, that is just not going to cut the mustard here so people in lockdown to refocus on what am i going to do what am i planning to do okay sure if the lockdown was lifted tomorrow where am i going why am i going there has that got to do with anything important or am i just going to go into my old habits again you know so there's a lot of great things uh, i see as a psychologist uh, coming out of this pandemic, but we need to be coming out of some this kind of what we're experiencing this lockdown fatigue. Okay, and when we just focus on the physical, it's not enough. We need to focus on the emotional, psychological, the spiritual, the cultural, the cultural. Because in ringing someone up and asking how they were, you are liberating them and you're liberating yourself. You're basically saying, "Hi, equal." How are you? Equals, equals, how are you? Because we're the same. We're the same. Regardless of age here, whether it's a five-year-old or a 90-year-old person on the phone, is a connection. There's a connection. And we need to explore that connection and deepen that connection with people. So people are saying, I'm spending more time. I'm talking more with a, with a grandmom. I'm talking more with mum, you know? They're, they're, you know, so these are very, very good things. I mean, yeah. I, I had somebody, I was having a discussion earlier this week, I mean, and, and somebody pointed out to me that the reason, you know, that there have been you know, many suicide rates increase and mm. uh, people in, in psychological hardship. Uh, but do you think, not a matter of professional advice, as we mentioned at the beginning, yeah, but sure. do you think perhaps there are underlying issues uh, that, come out or uh, transpire uh, when, when a crisis does hit? 
Yes. That perhaps it shows that maybe we, we don't, many people don't have a contemplative ability or an ability to stay home and sort of uh, stick to themselves and a few people, whoever they live with and, and live that sort of a little bit in isolation, not forever, but it's, it's good to live in isolation. I think it's a positive thing to learn uh, to, to, to be to yourself. I mean, many, many saints, especially desert fathers, retreated into the desert, into isolation. Yeah. Because there's something good there. Sure, of course, we're not in isolation 100%, but oh. some elements of isolation are very positive. So do you think that there are underlying issues with, with, with the fact that many people are triggered on a psychological level during this lockdown? Yep. With with yeah. underlying things going on, yeah, you don't you don't the history line, the generations and the family line doesn't stop just because you're just because you're in lockdown. All those factors are still there, and uh, studies. Uh, well, you mentioned the Desert Fathers in in psychology today. You know they call well, it's not exactly like the Desert Fathers, but people are called to do some mindfulness. In other words, put ten or fifteen minutes, isolate yourself, and just just um just relax relax and it, it, even doctors before performing surgeries need that time to relax to get that that the, everything in check so that they can perform to their greatest ability for their patient and so these things are have always been there even you know pre-covid um you know people uh, go and have lunch in the park. They need to get away. They need to have that time. Today, we've got another challenger for our time, and that's the mobile. So there has to be some isolation from the mobile during the day. You know, often uh, millennials and many people today, especially forget the millennials. Uh, many people of previous generations have actually caught up to the technological hype. Mm. The fact that many people think that, oh, getting away and, and clearing your mind is actually sitting down comfortably on the couch with your phone. Uh-uh, that's not the case. I mean, you do need mindfulness where you're away from technology, away from anything that causes uh, uh, that, that significant distraction. How you categorise significant distraction possibly could be, um, in a, in, it's quite subjective, but uh, the mobile phone, a day-to-day task, but some mindfulness could consist of getting away to a quiet place and doing nothing, switching off your brain for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. You know, I mean, um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, for parents listening with kids, I'm not certainly advocating uh, to go and do it, but 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 under parental supervision, I suppose you can, but, but before we used to climb trees, we'd go to the park and we're kind of just walking around and we see a tree and we climb a tree and, and we get a different view of life. We, we learn how to climb, uh, we use our hands, you know, and um, because there are certain muscles and dexterities that we have stopped using because of keyboards. There's studies after studies show the difference between learning when we're writing with a pen on a pad and when we're on a keyboard. There is, this is an amazing thing. And you know that so these things, these things are important. It certainly finds out who you are. Yeah. In fact, I was um, currently reading a book by a professor Gordon Parker is um, Black Dog Institute uh, co-founder or one of the founders is an associate Sienta professor Order of Australia. And it's a story about his growing up. And uh, um, and one part that really struck me was he, he was an only child. When you think about it, we're a bit like only, only child of family when we're at home at lockdown. But you see, when he said to his parents, you know, I'm bored, I'm feeling bored, he said his parents left him at that. They didn't make a big deal of it. They just left him too. And before you know it, He'd go and find something to do and go and discover something, experiment. You know what I mean? And, and so today he, he said parents make the mistake, you know, where the kid says I'm bored. Parents, oh, my gosh, they panic. They've got to pull this out, give it this. Why don't, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And, you know, we inundate that poor child and we should just let them be. Let them be because in our boredom, in the humdrum, 
mm-hmm, the humdrum below that is um, our creative spark. And it's good just to be bored because you can't be bored. There's always something brewing. There's always something going on, always. And and this and you know these these sorts of things uh, are important to rediscover things about us um, that we need the physical, we need social, because I'm I'm afraid that I think pre-COVID I think people were just it was a badge of honour to be a workaholic, and you can't people burn out. There's massive burnouts uh, happening. People are burnt out. Why? Because it's been work, 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 work. McDonald's driveways love Maccas, but they're full of people at 5 p.m., 6 p.m. coming home from work. They eat that in the car on the way home. They get home. They do paperwork. They do email. We need to define ourselves. We need to get back to the simple life. I go to work. I do my best. Yep. And then... I'm a family man. My life at home's private. I close the door. It's important. Excellent. I think that's very important to actually note. And uh, what we'll do now is take a break. And when we come back, we'll go through three practical tools. We'll have an open line uh, that will not be through the phone call. It will actually be an open line by commenting here on YouTube or Facebook. Or you can simply email us at thecatholictoolbox.gmail.com. That is thecatholictoolbox.gmail.com. Or in the comment section on the YouTube and Facebook Live. So stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. My name is Father Damon Seifer. I'm a member of the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter, which is the Latin Mass Order. Our order has been ministering to the faithful in Western Sydney uh, for about 20 years now. But we think it's time for us to find our own place, to be able to build our own church. So we're really encouraging people to make donations, perhaps even dedicated to monthly donations, so that we can forge to take on perhaps a mortgage for this great endeavor. So we would like to, in the long term, build a traditional church for the celebration of the traditional liturgy in the Latin rite. We would encourage you to think about this, to pray about this, and see if God is calling you to uh, commit to helping us with this great endeavor to build a new church for Western Sydney. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here. As we compete with practical solutions to live your Catholic faith in our modern world today, we're continuing our discussion, very important discussion about mental health practical tools during lockdown here in Sydney, Australia, and in the other states or anywhere in the world that may benefit from this. You may even use this in any other situation uh, regarding the actual lockdowns or any kind of isolation that you may feel. You could apply it to any other situation in life. These practical tools are transferable. Now we made it clear that nothing within this episode counts as any professional advice, medical or psychological. Anything we discuss or allude to does not count as professional advice and counts as our uh, personal views. It is not to be used professional advice. Please seek your GP or if you're in danger, you can dial triple zero immediately and uh, always consult with a professional regarding any matters that we may discuss. They are our personal views. So we continue our discussion. So, Robert, we discussed mm. that people are feeling isolated, people, and, and a real problem is, sure, we're naturally isolated, we're made to be in communities, but we're also at the same time made to be reflective, contemplative. There's contemplative elements as well uh, in our day-to-day lives. Like, I understand you can't see your family and friends, but it may be a challenge, but it's something you that you would agree with that we should step up to the challenge of and make something good of it. Because yeah. I know there's a lot of fighting about, oh, we've lost our freedom, we've lost our rights. But again, it only has been two and a half to three months. And now we're looking at getting out of the lockdown. Uh, so I don't think it's going to last forever. But really, this is a short time that we can, whatever's still left now, that we, we can wrap up and make use of it. But we shouldn't be scared of going into isolation. It should be a good thing where 
uh, it, we can sort of retreat away from going to pubs, restaurants, everything, and all that destruction. For instance, myself, I found it very helpful, you know, getting married on the exact day of lockdown until now has helped us by being away from the usual routines and everyday life has helped us recollect. And um, currently, you know, I'm working on a few, uh, uh, another publication at the moment. Uh, it's given me time to focus in and complete that at the moment. And, and, and there's, there's so much you can do in isolation. There is, there's a lot more you can do. We're exercising more, we're getting out more. And, mm. uh, and and we're working. I'm working towards several other things which I could have imagined without the free time and spare time yeah. have been done in the usual situations. So I think it's we as Christians, no matter how, what the situation, how bad it is, whether we think the world's ending, whether we think some mm. apocalyptic event, at the end of the day, uh, uh, we are called for holiness and. We need to use this time to aid the salvation of souls and be more productive and sanctify our work. That's that's our main task, really. We shouldn't. We, we as Christians have a, have a hope in everything that we do, even when trials come up. We have that hope. Different to the secular man who may look at it and say this is a tragedy, we look at everything as an opportunity. That's the way to see things. Um, and really, I, I want to go now. Hit the uh, get the tools out of the toolbox now. Mm-hmm. What are three practical, three or more now practical tools? Because you may have more in your toolbox. Yeah. About what we can do to survive. It looks like the state government has put a date of October 14th, uh, or sorry, 19th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the states, or, and they're looking at rolling it out. But for those still in isolation, those struggling, those picking up struggles that they went through in isolation, what can we do to get through it? And again, we make this clear. This does not count as professional advice. This is Robert Martek's personal views and our personal views that we're both discussing. Please verify these against a uh, professional that you may see. Please always take yeah. this. Don't take action unless you consult your medical professional. Mm. But the thing, mm. um, yeah. Well, right from the get-go, when this first happened, um, you know, I was adamant that I needed to stick to a routine. When I'm working, I'm working. Uh, when I'm having lunch, I'm having lunch. And when I finish work, I finish work. But when I'm working, I'm working. To me, there's no, I would not change anything because I see people on telehealth, telehealth video. So fi- I have not seen my patients in the physical form uh, since March uh, 2020. Wow. Right. And so my patients already have um, pre-COVID existing conditions. So it's, it's kind of novel. We're going through this together. In fact, in fact, uh, patients tell me they don't really feel the effect of COVID because of the nature of their sickness and injuries. They're at home anyway. They're still going to their doctor's appointments. So you know, that, that's something, thank goodness for that, because I could imagine uh, it compounding even worse for people in that situation. But coming back to, to myself, so these tools such as um, when, when you have lunch, you have lunch, you go out, you go out and get some fresh air, whatever. I'd be doing that at work anyway, okay? Um, you, you are in constant connection with your colleagues at work, through the phone, through WhatsApp, whatever device is happening. And also, um, you know that your other colleagues, et cetera, et cetera, are going through the same thing. In fact, telehealth and televideo is here to stay, you know, and that's from Minister Hunt, Greg Hunt, Federal Minister Fell, because it's so good. In fact, people are working much better at home than they were at work. It's quite interesting. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hybrid model of workers working a couple of days at work and then a couple of days at home and rotating with a colleague. It depends on your work and your boss, but you'll see more and more of that. Um, Ringing, contact family and friends. Definitely that is a must-do. Also, um, um, so call people and check up on people, see how... Yeah, not, not so much check up on people, but call people anyway. It's usually probably the people that you would call anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and um, friends and distant friends. Yeah, that's check right. That's right. 
and you hear about things, etc. So you're not so always supplement, to... perhaps not being able to see people. So give people a call, do Zoom chats. Like for instance, yeah. myself, yeah. I try to do each week. Mm. I, I I carry back the same thing I did during the last lockdown here in Sydney, New South Wales. Uh, that I allocated about two hours a week for social time on Zoom. So about, I think it was like 11 a.m. to 12 till lunchtime on Saturday and on Sunday yeah. 6 to 7. And then yeah. I rotate groups of friends that I do it with. So we're, we're catching up anyway. And it's nice because it was cheaper. We saved money. We didn't have yeah. to go out. It was, uh, and then you can just clock off and then dinner's ready. You know, it was, it was a great way to do it. Yeah. And if, if there is a... Uh, if there is kind of you know restrictions uh, lifted and everything like that i mean you should be all always presentable especially if you're working with clients on, on the phone or on the computer or on the zoom to kind of um days practice getting dressed for things that you would be wearing to work that day that gives you a sense of purpose and you really miss your comfortable shoes for example but you know put put some other things on and you really see it's still the same you. You haven't missed that much because you have been working at home. Um, so you're really, saying maybe still wear your shoes or like, for instance, for myself, even now in lockdown, whatever, I need to wear shoes all the time because yeah. that sort of puts me in a mind frame. That's of, what I'm of, saying. Of active. Like I hate pajamas. I will never wear pajamas unless I'm in bed, for instance, because well, I, I yeah. like to be always active and in the active mode. So yeah. either in active wear this lockdown or yeah. I'm wearing, let's say, casual clothing or semi-casual clothing just to keep that sort of that, that mind frame of being in activity. And you said the mind frame. What we can do is how many parcels have been delivered? We need to say hi to the parcel delivery person wearing masks, of course, <laughs> and, they, and they've been fairly good. But imagine they they run off their feet. So to say, g'day, how are you? Maybe they maybe you can offer them a glass of water. They say no, it doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter is this person has delivered your parcel to your door. You can't get better than that. I think the, the most important, very nice thing that the Korea people notice is, is a thank you. Yeah. Thank right. you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah. just those small things really add yeah to <laughs> yeah absolutely you know because you know i mean they'd have stories of 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 uh of uh, uh what they've seen when people have opened doors that would scare the the living daylights out of you you just don't know who's going to open that door and sign for the package <laughs> do you you know um yeah uh also the i'm i'm very very big on music art and um, um, I believe uh, you music. did play for um, you did you have some experience uh, in music therapy. You, I remember many years back you were you were mm. working and we were chatting about you know every mm. weekends you went to do music therapy back in your days um, in your yeah yeah back when you were a practitioner yeah. Well, back then, well, we, it's been in lockdown. So the last time I did um, some music therapy. As, as, as a psychologist with the music. I'm not an official music therapist, but I work as a volunteer in a, in a mental health facility uh, with patients and we play music together. Uh, and I go uh, with uh, my, my psychology degree there and my learning of music along the way, just life, life experiences, I suppose. But boy, I tell you what, when we had music, everybody loved it really loved it because it lifts your mind out of misery it 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 you you forget you forget all your woes you know in that hour uh period sure those those things come back gradually but for an hour or so you forget about things you forget about uh the miseries and where you are and you you you're singing and you're learning about music so art you know uh you know um, draw, drawing or or painting something no no one's it's not a judging competition but the fact of the matter is there's a joy using color and and experiencing that um that hand eye brain dexterity 
it's very very good i mean so maybe people during lockdown can get some order on order on um any online they can maybe order color books or oh yeah take or, or, go and simply google coloring therapeutic um uh yeah. color books yeah, I mean, a good mental exercise. Yeah, some some people like art. They might like art that someone else doesn't. But even spending time looking at art, looking at painting, things like that, um, um, uh, board games with family, board as in b o b o a r d. You know, your monopolies, your Chinese checkers, whatever you want to do there. Um, these are very, very, very important, very important things. You know, um, playing card games with the families is much better than betting on card games on on the internet or on the mobile phone, you know, gambling. That's, that's you have to be, you know, you'd yeah. rather play with your family and, and then, you know, if you lose, you, you have a lost money, you know, those sorts of things. That's important, you know. Um, uh, you know, I mean, people learn how to cook. In, in fact, um Drills. Cooking is a positive thing. It's very therapeutic, yeah. actually. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men, men have bought, and when women have bought so many things from Bunnings for all these projects they're doing down in the garage <laughs> during lockdown. It's amazing. Sales are through the roof because people are creative. They they find a way. We find a way. The spirit finds a way, and each to his own. So long as it's not dangerous, there are boundaries there. Fun to be had by everyone. I think it's there's cool. a lot they're learning yeah. from COVID lockdown on a positive note. Yeah. But obviously for those struggling or you're struggling. Yeah. The last practical tool would be see a professional. Go yeah. find, this is the time also if you're struggling, maybe there's underlying things there or yeah. they're coming out or maybe just it, it simply is on an environmental factor level. Yeah. COVID getting to us, but seek a professional. Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, exactly. If you've got a physical ailment, you see your GP. Um, um, GPs visit homes now too. Uh, psychological, um, sadness, despair. I want to dispel the, uh, uh, the stigma around seeing a psychologist, you know. I think oh. it's a big thing, you know, like always uh, yeah. oh, seeing a psychologist or a counsellor. But very professional, very successful people who don't have any issues or politicians even see psychologists, not in the same way that someone who's fit or an athlete sees a personal trainer. Because Correct. even though there are very serious conditions, and we're not categorizing conditions by anything, yeah. all conditions yeah, yeah. are worthy of looking at, but yeah. one that's more serious from the other, people who may not have a serious condition that's that's obvious still go because there's always something to improve in our psyche. Is that yep. the case, Robert? There's always yep. something to improve. There's that level of anxiety we can improve. There's there's a personal factors, personal issues. That and, and by seeing someone, it becomes sort of a mentorship level on a psych level. Uh, yeah. and, and you will progress. I mean, even if there's nothing there, you, you're also able to mitigate yes. from propping yeah. up in the future. For instance, in in serious risk management, even in in um, many circles, many fields, uh, a tactic of risk management is that we ice, that we prevent pre, is prevention uh, being the the protocol rather than the cure. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe you know I'm not feeling well. Or see psychologist. See Correct. Professional. And I think it's yeah. Um, and there's a lot of privacy around it. I think, and it's very accessible. So, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely see someone that's registered with the uh, with APRA, with the psychology board, with the, the Australian Psychological Society. And if you don't like that person, uh, go no. to someone else. Or if go you want to see else. male or female, you don't want to see them. Go to someone else. Um, it's just it's 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 fun. Therapy is is fantastic. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's and it's um as you said quite well there, George. It's not. If you've got a serious depression only, it could be ways of positive psychology. You, you want to excel in something. You want to so you want to be able to pass a, a law exam or something like that. And we 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 kind of help people with those sorts of things. 
So psychology doesn't have to be when there's a bad situation. It's actually no. developmental. So if you want yeah. to develop yourself, even things like IQ, things yes. like uh, if you want to improve your even reflective ability, focus, memory, uh, there are therapies there that can be exercised by a practitioner. And yeah. what's the best way for someone listening now? They've listened to these practical tools. They're going to get a coloring book. They're going to do more exercise. They're going to get out. They're going to call people. But they may need to see, they determine as well, look, maybe I should see someone as well. In addition, what's the quickest way now that they can access uh, someone that may, and I know you mentioned before that you may or may not like someone, but mm. I'm sure you don't mean that if they're telling you, if they're giving you professional that, that you may not like to hear, you move. Yeah. And maybe it could be on a pot, maybe that, you know, you might, as a, as a female, you might not be comfortable. Yeah. That's right. So with a male and discussing, yeah. things, you yeah. might move. Not for matters of professional advice that are professional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes I, yeah. people shop around for a psychologist, counselor that might give them advice on a subjective level that suits them or what they want to hear. But again, if it's actually about getting something out of the session, yes. you need to be prepared to be told things that you're not on a professional clinical level. If it's professional advice, you yeah. need to be able yes. to, uh, firstly, obviously, if you're comfortable with the person on, on that personal level, yeah, yes. if you don't want to move, you have to stick to the person and the professional advice. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if they were saying, you know, like for example, the the prime, the prime, uh, the prime mover of the session is is the client, yeah, because the session is they book that session for themselves, and so they they lead, they they provide the information, they provide what they want to discuss. Therapists are there to to be able to sound that back to a person, their particular concern, and see if that rings a bell. Is that clearer? So it's about therapeutic, it's about friendship, but it's a therapeutic friendship whereby both are equals. One is not more powerful than the other. It's an equal thing. So you imagine walking along a track, a road, and two of you are walking down the highway, not one. Eventually, when the person's queries or answers or things have been met and satisfied, then the journey parts ways and the person continues on. But the psychologist is always there anyway, should they might need them in 10 years' time or 15 years' time. That's the way I so see The way I see is I, you know, I would treat a psychologist as a consultant. Uh, mm. Or for your psychological life, there might be a yeah. period of time or a transition or a new phase of your life that may yeah. take a bit of a toll on you, as it naturally should. Yeah. Why should you go there alone when the government, um, if you're subject to Australian conditions uh, as yes. a student or as, yeah. as an Australian, and you got to seek professional advice on this, you're yeah. actually covered. There are mental health packages there where yeah. basically subsidised, or you can access uh, resources like Catholic Care where. It's, mm -hmm. it's based upon, I believe, a donation level of what you can okay. pay. Yeah, right. So, so most, a lot of psychological practices are actually subsidized. Is that the yes. case? Yeah, yeah, subsidized. And there's there's bulk billing and, and things like so you that. And go to your GP and yes. ask for, and obviously raise your concerns there as the point of contact. Yeah. And they can provide a mental health care plan where it's subsidized for uh, 12 sessions like it used to be six sessions yes it used to be six sessions um then then it was, was it became yeah. 12 sessions where they're yeah. completely free and you can completely renew it uh, yeah based yeah. on things so so it's not like you have to fork out money uh based on resources there like obviously no. practitioners may not no. hold you but yeah. th there's resources there that that don't cost you anything and now the government yeah doubling its efforts on mental health, I think. And and it's very important to note that, as you say, Robert, always, you constantly affirm that 20 years ago, there wasn't this idea of a, of a psychologist one-on-one. -on -one. It was more yeah. institutes or larger yeah. facilities. There wasn't yes. this one-on-one psychologist. Yes, session. yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, so it is that one on one, but it's 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 people people needing people people meeting with people and 
and um, you know hitting it off that way it's very important so the GP most GPs um, are, are, are trained to pick up certain indications of perhaps yes this person has asked me for this yes that perhaps and and uh, as a psychologist I'm I'm updating the GP and uh, we have our communication lines open as well for the benefit of that patient to really make sure that they're being looked after and they're actually getting something from um, from the therapy from from the sessions exactly. which yes yeah, so it's it's a it's a it's a kind of like that uh, relationship uh, of a parent teacher student so it's doctor psychologist and patient you know and so it's transparent so opaque. Okay, and now we want to touch, I think we've sufficiently provided practical tools on what to do. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. so we want to get straight to the point and, and cover, so exercise, talk to people, see a psychologist, uh, so yeah. GP, say you want a mental health care package yeah. uh, and find a local one, find someone that may, you may be distant uh, friend or something that may yeah. help you, but there's no conflicts of interest. Yeah. Uh, call people, uh, do a lot of exercise. And yeah. we'll get through this together at the end of the day. And yeah. um, those things common, uh, cult, uh, cultivated also with a professional could be yes. great for you to get through COVID. Not only that, but also constantly improve your mental health or well-being. But Robert, I really want to touch on something that's also, forget the mm -hmm. lockdowns. Yeah. Coming out of lockdowns now, a lot of people seem to be really stressed and anxious about the vaccination for whatever uh, whatever reasons that there's many people, and I speak to many people uh, who have views uh, against the vaccine, for the vaccine, and we're not here telling people to get it or not to get it. Mm -hmm. This is not what it's about. It's not about, uh, uh, this is not medical advice, and we want people to take seriously by consulting their GP, doing their own research, by reading what the government has laid out in, let's say, the Doherty report, but also yeah. looking at other uh, sources, alternative sources, to make an objective judgment for yourself. Each person. True. But there, there seems to be there, put the medical aside, but there seems to be a lot of anxiety and segregation and division based on the vaccine. How do you see that? That is there a lot of anxiety from people and how can people um, sort of relieve that tension there and... Uh, mm. Uh, uh, yeah. They see it. Yeah. I. I think. I think um, the 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 media has certainly presented many different uh, persons uh, talking about this, talking about that. Um, it, to form an opinion, um, uh, a lot of people's fears are um, are laid to rest as soon as they walk in through their GP door. GP, a family GP, close the door. Your, you've got your doctor there, someone that's been trained for many, many, many years, you know, um, uh, someone that we trust and questions uh, that you ask them, I'm sure they'd love to answer and, and help you with, you know, so... So you're saying take our concerns to the GP and uh... yeah, hundred uh, percent. If if I had a, if I had a concern about somebody or someone suspicious looking around my car or something like that, I, you know, I might call the police or, or or go to the cop station and say, look, you know, yeah, I, I, can you please keep an eye on this place? Um, our our medical doctors, they they're our gatekeepers. So it's a bit like a shepherd. Uh, with sheep and the, and the shepherd is the gate and the buck stops there. Your doctor, your relationship with your family GP, or if that's fallen out, begin again and you will get the best advice, the best evidence and having hundreds of questions, you know, and no, you're not going out of your mind. You're confused. You want to know. You're, I think you're it's a good thing to yeah. question, always ask yeah. questions and do yeah. your own research. Yeah. Like, I mean, the media presents something. Doc, a, doc, a GP may say, give you his advice, but also you need to look at these things. And again, this is not uh, professional advice. This is my personal yeah. view. Yeah. But I would also, maybe also, uh, you need to ask other people, other professionals. A GP may... Um, may direct in a certain way yeah. uh, and give his advice and it's up to you to listen. But yeah. I think a culmination of doing your own research yeah. for and against, 
yeah. and, and, and seeking the relevant professional advice. Uh, just, just one thing about, about doing your own research. Um, uh, uh, at university, you know, um, we had researchers and, and, and uh, we, we, did the, we did some really crazy statistics. And I mean, it, it's this kind of like things that you go, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, it's, you know uh, it's going to break me. But it didn't because what happens is um, there are certain places of research that the research is flawed. You know, um, uh, proper research like the Doherty, things like the Australian Government, Department of Health, National Coronavirus Helpline, you know, places um, that we know as professionals that have the good oil. In other words, you can do whatever you want, but if you want the real research, uh, you, you go to those places. Other things, uh, they're dicey. In other words, if you're already stressed, if you're already anxious, it's going to make you more stressed. It's going to make you more anxious. In other words, I'm not a mechanic. I might do my research on mechanics, but at the end of the day, I'm not a mechanic. So I can't be my own judge. I, I need someone else to qualify, to quantify me. Am I on the right track or am I on the wrong track? Unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, tracks that lead people to blind uh, alleys, to blind uh, things, and that just makes it worse for them. That's, 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 that's the way it works. Look, I think, those who want to yeah. look at alternative research, they should, okay, there are different views in the scientific community. And so the balance approach would be if, if you want to look at the other views is mm. to look at other credible uh, researchers or yeah. they have scientists uh, within, uh, keep your objections within the scientific community. Yeah. I mean, blogs, YouTube videos, yeah. trying to sell you a course or trying yeah. to, uh, yeah. to do in a few years something. Well, in a few years, uh, they would have made enough money. Yeah. These things you never know anything could be right but in terms of information if we're mm. going to actually look at fours against it should be within the scientific credible round correct even correct. if they contradict each other correct but no that's a, good science. Gonna, yeah yeah. Gonna, yeah yeah good science you know it's it's always testing the hypothesis you know and a lot of pe people don't know the difference between a hypothesis and a theory you know a theory is something that stands the test of time einstein's theory now, there are other hypotheses, but hypotheses are not, are not theories. So a person might say, I have another theory. No, you don't. There's a theory, and that stands. Now, if you can build on that theory with your hypothesis, that might change into greater science and better science. Oh, now Einstein, we can build on that, you know? But until that happens, Einstein's theory stays. And this is the way good science works. You know, everyone's welcome to have a go. But really, you need to come in fully prepared. So there are scientific your people's names, research their name. Where did they but go? If to you want to try and dis, if you yeah. want to try and contradict it, you need to use science. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Community. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to disprove things, want to disprove things is a very good thing because you might... We should always yeah. question, we should always yeah. take an approach where we contradict. I mean, look at the balance of government in the Westminster style of government. Yeah. You have the government in place and then to yeah. keep the government's decisions and legislation balanced, yeah. we have the opposition to, 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 to counterbalance. There's a balance That's of power. That's so right. By the process of contradiction you're able to purify legislation and purify good decisions or good yeah. theories or good research. But yeah. what's your piece of advice to, to relieve people's stress? Because mm -hmm. I'm concerned about stress. Whatever your views are, whatever your uh, yeah. approach is, obviously seek the relevant uh, professional. Yeah. To relieve people's anxiety regarding this subject. Once again, go to GP and say, Doc, I'm stressed. I'm stressed during this lockdown. I'm really stressing out. I'm worried. I'm worried about my work. 
the vaccine thing. You know, I'm really, I've got friends that are, that are really stressed as well. You need to help me. What, what can you tell me? What can you do to alleviate my, my, my stress level, my fear about, you know, what, what is um, maybe in that person's mind uh, quite, quite respectfully um, unknown and allow the doctor to quantify to qualify those fears with with proper medicine we have very 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 good doctors that you know the western medicine method it's worked and it's based on do no harm prevention is better than the cure you know and i'm talking about most of the gps are like that family people working hard wanting the best for their patients we we need to um, speak to them about this anything else might sound good it might cut the mustard for a little bit but it's not going to be the stay in the long run it's not going to be good enough okay so i think you've pointed us in the right direction which is we're going to put with your gp but may yeah. i add to jot down all your concerns and questions and look look at the different views in the scientific community regarding the vaccination, regarding the whole yeah. coronavirus. You might want to read the Doherty report here that yeah. the government issued, and you might yeah. want to read other, other scientific material that may disagree. And then, yeah. you may, and then what you might want to do is take it to your GP mm. and ask other, if you have friends in the scientific community, ask mm. them, document, mm. do your own research, and then yeah. make decisions accordingly. I mean, that's... And I think we have to be critical thinkers as well, and that, that's part of that. But look... Uh, do you have any last pieces of advice for whatever hopefully short lockdown remains for us? Okay. Um, I, I, like, you know, things like drink more water, but, you know, things like get some sun. It's going to be warmer now. I think you know, make D. sure your salts, your salts and things like that because our brain, the psyche needs those salts to, to, for the brain to function properly. Fresh air is very important prioritize sleep switch the mobile phones off an hour before bed get to bed at the same time and get up at the same time each day as best as possible life goes on you know if if, if tomorrow you know if you if you if i do a, a what if exercise what if tomorrow the the lockdown is lifted would you be doing anything different tomorrow that you haven't done today I mean, yes, that's real I mean, for me personally, during the yeah. lockdown, I've always wanted to try, apart from the 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 structure of the day changes, some yeah. of the day changes and yeah. the means and obviously being at home more, I'd want to go back. I, I know I can say that when it ends, obviously I'll be doing, catching up with a few more people. Yeah, yeah. Personally, but yeah. I'd still be, the gist of the routine, I think would still be the same. That's it what I'm trying to aim towards. That yeah. We're not because if, if the lockdown gets you where we're, we're not doing much, we're, we're, we're pushed off the rails. I think the lockdown is a great time to optimize the opportunities to really develop yourself. And yeah, De def definitely. And good people will kind of make sure that you stay, stay safe, stay within the boundaries, as in, you know, to look out for my friend or his friend's friend, you know, to make sure they're okay. And, things like that and you know and 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 once again you know um yes there's a certain kind of a grief a loss of kind of before covid came but heck there's so much of a gain and so much knowledge and so much growth can be explored you know in fact just very briefly um i'm reading studies at the moment uh from italy and these were studies on uh, homeschooling of children during lockdown. And they found that the children who really performed well uh, in their education during lockdown and the grades were very good were children that came from healthy family relationships. Number two, um, they, they knew their role in the family. And, and number three, the child was good at self-regulating their own emotion. In other words, they were fine as they were. They did not need anyone else to do anything for them. They were more than capable in their ability to be able to do the work 
and 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 really get some good grades and good learning happening. And this is very important, you know. This 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 mind mindset, this the mindset and the mind shift. It, it can change. It needs to grow. It can't be just stuck on that one thing. It needs to go up a gear. You know, it's very important. You know, but uh, yeah. So there are many 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 positives. You know, and education and schooling might change after I think, this. Uh, the last point that I like to leave everybody <laughs> with is be optimistic. Again, as you said, as you said before. Um, uh, the person that was left uh, there to uh, in isolation to think about what you're going to do when things open up. I mean, that's yeah, thing, yeah. To really to really reflect on that and um, and and look at the positive with every cry. Yeah. Our Lord's in control. I really think people th- we, we we sort of become uh, we fall into humanism. Mm-hmm. When we, everything's in our hands. We have to yeah. take control, take our rights. Of course, we have to. Do something yeah. on our end, but at the end of the day, in terms of the worrying about it, we shouldn't be distressed because at the end, our Lord's allowed this to happen. And yes. I think there's a lot of good that's come out of it. There's a lot of struggle which we need to address, which we've addressed in this episode. Again, not uh, not any advice, yeah. advice, yeah. But there's a lot of good, like for instance, relationships with within the domestic church, within the domestic. Yeah. Uh, how so people's relationships have actually improved, I think, on a lot of levels. It probably yeah. was hard at the beginning. I mean, you spend too much time with them, but then you get used to it. I've, I've never seen that many people. I mean, how many uh, um, uh, walking reserves, bushland reserves in my yeah. life area? And there's yeah. so many people out there walking, appreciating. I know we're enjoying our walk every single day and getting active. I think think positively and 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 we'll be able to get through it. I mean, really. Yeah. And also look at harder struggles that previous generations. Now, I know people who were obviously born in Australia are of uh, no migrant um, parent, direct migrant parents or, or first generation parents. Mm-hmm. Won't remember perhaps a time that they were in struggle, but for mm-hmm. my parents, for instance, they were, they, were, they were in times of struggle for many migrant parents. They understand from their parents and their grandparents what struggle actually looks like relative to what we are. But again, we're, I'm no one to comment on what is a struggle for different people. But for myself, yeah. I find that, you know, being in a war, torn country, being locked down with military checkpoints, yeah, uh, uh, you're in an existential crisis, identity yeah. crisis, compared yeah. to a, a couple months of lockdown. Again, yeah. Zoom, with resources here that we can talk to, podcasts, movies netflix things it's still to entertain ourselves even though as well it's good to be contemplative as well but we need some entertainment i mean really i i I, in my mind on a personal level balance and i really think yeah i say in my mind i mean what's we can't compare the struggle that they went through you know we can't be soft yeah that's just my personal view i respect for a lot of people that it is probably a struggle for yeah. my personal situation. That's how yeah. I see it. Maybe some people might look at a different struggle, people suffering in Africa as a yeah. hard situation to relieve sort of the mindset of what we're going through. But again, that's not professional advice, just my view. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's a good view. I, I, I think, you know, we, we suffer, you know, one of the, one of the biggest uh, injuries that we suffer from is a first world injury in Australia, and that's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, lower back complaints. We suffer from the lower back a lot. Why? Because we're sitting a lot. Where we 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 need to struggle against about being too comfortable because that that's not good for us. You know, not about saying be stoic or go whatever to whatever you call for, go for it. But yeah, I mean, you know, people like for example, um, um, the the fella um, uh, Frank Lowy. You know, uh, reading his story, he came to Australia uh, with with a suitcase. That was it. That was it. And Westfields uh, found the Westfields, and Westfield itself hasn't really changed much in the concept, has it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but he he had no money. He came here with a suitcase. One of the managers of Virgin Airlines, you know, uh, he, he, kids used to laugh at him and his sister at school because they Italian and they had salami sandwiches. 
you know and i mean look and, at and the look at the holocaust survivors i have i have yeah. I, I do have jewish friends and, and yeah. they are to holocaust survivors i mean we yeah. ended up just with nothing just rocked up on a boat it got on the wrong boat actually it wasn't the uh, it wasn't uh, uh, they thought they were going to america but they ended up here in australia <laughs> and, and, and uh, and starting successful businesses in a very, a very uh, affluent businesses. I mean, beautiful. Lebanese have done very well. A lot of the Croatians, yes. a lot of the yeah. Macedonians, Greeks, everyone. They, yeah, they suffered a lot in war-torn countries. I think really looking to our forefathers. Yeah. About what struggle really means in yeah in our digitalized age, in our age of sometimes comfort. In, yeah. many, in my in my view, at least in many in view of many other people, professionals, their their struggle balanced with our struggle is really it's like tough. Yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we're very fortunate, but they're treasures. They're treasures. They're resources. They're treasures, and 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 you'll you'll never ever forget it. You know, even if you born in his country you know australian friends of mine you know full full australian friends that you know dads and uncles and pop and that and uh world war ii and world war one amazing absolutely amazing and and you when you step into families like that you just feel a profound respect for for um for one another it's it's quite amazing, you know. People. I really have think reflecting, just like we've reflected now, I think that that could be a good exercise for a lot of people mm. when they talk about previous generations of mm-hmm. world war during war times. Yeah. Reflect upon these things to really get a grasp reality, because sometimes we do forget. Yeah. History. Yes. We're in a forgetful, short, short memory loss kind of a, yeah. an age where we forget things after you know several scrolls on on social media. <laughs> We, we, we need to remember the same yeah. situations that we've gone through as well uh, with previous generations. So look, Good. Robert, this has absolutely been such a great episode. I know, uh, you know, I'm going to take a few things that you've actually said to me today and implement them in my day-to-day life. And uh, I'm sure many people here will definitely benefit from this. Again, we remind people just like many other times, it is not professional advice. This is yeah. our personal view being discussed within the whole um, parameters of this episode. Uh, to get your thoughts worked up, to go see a professional and go take action according to their advice. Yeah. You're more in the direction there. So yeah. Thank you very much, Robert. uh, You're welcome. Tonight. So for those men wanting to make their right of passage into manhood, join my exclusive right of manhood podcast on the right of manhood.com. We'll see you there, gentlemen. So don't forget to subscribe to the Catholic Toolbox podcast. So you can go wherever you get your podcast, you can download the Catholic Toolbox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter alert on thecatholictoolboxshow.com. That is thecatholictoolboxshow.com and go and put your email there to subscribe. So thank you very much for tuning into the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless, take care and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity.